0: Blob Talk Radio You want real talk? You got it. You can't unlearn the truth. And here it comes. Real Talk with Chad Cushman on the Green Party Radio Network. And now coming to you live from Vermont, here's Chad Cushman. for uh, Trump presidency and uh, not really impressed. Um, I mean, he, he did he did start out with a nice big swing with uh, taking us out of TPP, which, um, you know, that was a really big thing because uh, the TPP is probably the was the most disastrous thing that could have ever happened to us. Um, Now we're looking at maybe the second most disastrous thing still in place. But uh, there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, of course going to call for impeachment from him and blah, 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 blah. You got to think. And I I called this back. I, I called this months ago. As soon as actually he picked Pence to run with him. That's where the re- establishment Republicans will get their re- their establishment president and their TPP president, too, because uh, Pence is very pro-TPP. And for some reason, he doesn't work out. There's uh, Paul Ryan is the next one down, and same thing with him, if not even worse. So, you know, you got to be careful what you wish for. Uh, are we still uh, looking at the lesser of two evil with Trump? Um, between who stands to replace him? You're with uh, Chad Cushman on Real Talk on the Green Party Radio Network and Blog Talk Radio. It's uh, it's Thursday, January twenty-six, two thousand seventeen. This is actually my thirty-fifth show. Um, I'm uh, surprised I made it this far. Uh, myself, I'm happy to uh, be with you for so long. I uh, got my uh, son tonight an extra day um, early, uh, so I have a good three-day weekend. You have to excuse me. I've come down with a, another cold. <clears throat> Vermont got its uh, nice little ice storm the other night. and Watched branches. I have the tree across the street that are normally standing up straight enough that you can see the trailer across the street under it tip all the way down and part of it resting, not just touching the ground, resting on the ground. And I was surprised it didn't shatter, but we've had trees down and broken branches and I was blew my mind we didn't lose power. I'm still uh, knocking on wood about that. Because it is only the end of January here in Vermont, and we've seen like three, four feet of snow on Valentine's Day before in Vermont, so you know, it's not over until uh, it's over. But uh, but Trump, he's um, I don't like a lot of the other stuff that he's doing. You know, he says he's going to fix NAFTA, and then from what it seems is He's actually has from from what I've been reading. Um, I don't know if I was able to find an article on this. I know I saw a couple of things on his tweets and stuff um, in in Facebook and stuff, but you can't always believe everything, you know. Uh, that said, that he had threatened to uh, not go to the meeting um, with the with Mexico about NAFTA. If they weren't willing to pay for the wall, I called that back in like July. I said that he would do something like that i said yeah yeah he'll he'll offer <coughs> to redo NAFTA and everything like that, and then he'll hold it over Mexico's head and he won't he won't deal with them if they won't offer if he won't uh pay for the wall or he'll get that wall worked into the deal to the redo NAFTA. And I don't know if I mentioned it on a show. I don't know if I said it on a show. But I know I said it in several comments and stuff. And and maybe even a couple of posts. And, and I remember uh, talking directly about it with somebody. And actually, I remember talking to a Trump supporter about it. That actually kind of um, shut up for a minute and actually agreed with me. He's like, you know, you're probably right. And, but he thought it was a good idea. And... Uh, He's like, "Oh, that's pretty smart." He goes, "You think a lot like him." I was like, "Shut up um I wasn't taking that quite as a compliment, but I did call it uh so you know so so how do you how do you uh you uh, figure that and also I've heard um rumors about um uh Trump is uh fired the border patrols chief." Um, I, I see there's a lot of things see he put a freeze on 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 government hiring and then said hire five thousand more border patrol um and um so you know um if you'd like to call in and join me two one five three eight three five seven nine six I myself have not had time to research whether it's true that he has fired the the chief of the border patrol or not um i I do... My roommate says it's true. He just... He had just heard it. Um, Oh, he actually... He had just heard it on the news, so could... The CBS News reported it. Um, I had heard earlier today that the chief... The Border Patrol chief was, um, I guess, against something uh, Trump had said or what Trump was doing. Um, And uh, didn't want to... Either he didn't want to do it or... um, Called Trump out on something, and like I said, I didn't get uh, I didn't get time to investigate it. And, and my roommate was—he's just heading out the door, and he just actually told me he just watched it on the news that Trump has uh, fired the Border Patrol chief. So well, there's probably not much of an article that I can look up right now as I'm speaking, but I have other ones I I might see it here. Um, but uh. <laughs> the little voice you here in the background is my son. He's playing a a video game in the other room. Uh, he gets a little carried away, but anybody that has kids, you know how it is. But um, you know, he promises to fix to fix NAFTA, and then and then he does this, and then he also he's he's basically tearing apart our agencies um for the environment, you know. And that's the EPA and, and, and such. Um, what exactly... You know, I really um, try to remain calm and when I read this stuff, but I can't. <laughs> and I just can't, you know. It's just not... My children need to grow up. His children need to grow up in this. Can you know, how can you not understand that those things are important? And, uh, what is her name? Betsy DeVos? Um, I, I watched some of, uh, the little interviews they were doing for her. Um, and I, I was sickened um, that this woman is what they want to put in charge of uh, our, our education system. She will be put in charge of how we, how our government spends, what our programs, what they're going to fund, what they're going to. They're already having problems. My son's school is one of the one of the schools that is up to uh, their. They're more worried about their numbers, honestly, you know, um, to see if they're going to close or not. And when a school is worried about how their numbers are to see if they're able to stay open or not, more worried about getting their average numbers, than they're not doing, they're not being educated, they're not, you know, The kids are not receiving the adequate education because they're either being pushed through or they're being held back. Um, Biggest problem my son has is that he's not challenged. Um, He's seven years old. He's in second grade, and he's exceptionally smart, and he loves to learn. He used to love school. And now he says he hates it. He says they have nothing to teach him. He wants to be challenged. He wants to learn new things. And they hold him back. And that bothers me. That bothers me a lot. And um, so his mom, we talked about it. And we made a deal with him that next year he's going to make it through this year, see how it works out. And if he still feels the same way end of the school year, we're going to take him out and homeschool next year. It's a big step for all of us. Um, it will mean that I get more time with him. Um, uh, he lives with her mainly um, more than the 50% because he goes to school there. Um, if he's homeschooling, I will be able to have him more, you know, more of the 50% of the time. Um so hopefully this is going to be better for all of us. Uh,
1: <laughs> we have
0: um, found that he does much better when he gets more, when the time has been more equaled out between both of us. And, you know, when he goes long periods of time without seeing me, without us getting our time together, it gets hard on him. So I have an article that I just pulled up um my uh friend Jay from um Beyond the Burn uh posted this and I said I was going to read it because um well um I I I really, really like Tulsi Gabbard. Um I uh, did a little bit of research on her this past summer, um and I saw that um she's quite the badass. Um, and, uh, she was quite the, um, well, she wasn't that nice. She wasn't. Uh, she was kind of, uh, had a stick up her butt, I guess you could say. Uh, she was kind of rude. Um, she said things that were, I guess a lot of people would say racist, uh, homophobic, Islamophobic, um, you know, and uh, she grew up. Um, She went off to war. She came back, changed there. She ran for some offices. She did some stuff. She met Bernie Sanders, you know. She faced her mistakes. She owned up to them. She doesn't try to hide them. She doesn't try to say, "Oh no, I didn't do that." She doesn't try to spin that. She goes, "Yup, I did." She goes, "Yes, I did that. Yes, I said that." I'm I'm trying to make up for it. So, I have a tendency to trust people that do that. You know, she's not being like Hillary Clinton or any of the others, any other the Democrats that are still in there trying to blame everybody else. In Tulsi didn't say oh the the Russians made me um uh you know not like um be against it the Russians didn't make me be against uh, uh, uh gay marriage no the, the Russians didn't make me do that not at all i i was against it but then i i met gay people and and um you know <laughs> my views changed because i grew So, uh, you know, have respect for that. So um, this article is really good, actually, Um, even though it references um, from CNN. um, Actually, it's really good because it's particularly good because it references to CNN, and you'll see why when I read it. Um, if you, excuse me a second, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm to ask my son to quiet down a little bit. Jaden, Jade I'm on air, you got to quiet down a little bit. Everybody that's got kids out there, we love them. But he forgets, he's got your, uh, headphones on to talk to his friends online, talks to like, kids all over the world, learns couples, different of lang- uh, words, in different languages sometimes. I think that's pretty cool. You know, and uh, he's insanely good at some of these games that I can't even play for five seconds. But okay, now this is yournewswhere dot com. Um, now I, I've been actually reading a lot more of their stuff. Um, I wasn't so sure at first, um, but I have never accidentally had any found any booby traps on their sites so you know they have the typical ads and stuff across the bottoms that you know for to click for you know they all have that nowadays you gotta you know make your money um but you know no, nothing not a lot of bull crap to accidentally click and i have crap open up so that's always a good sign and uh they seem to be pretty good, so I've been reading a little bit more out of them. I have other friends that uh, that use them as a good source. Okay, and I will, as I have been doing, I will be sharing these after um, my show. Uh, Congresswoman Congresswoman returns from Syria with proof Obama funded ISIS. Okay, just 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 to um because. I've noticed this is kind of trendy right now. WikiLeaks did did this. I am um, not, um, I have a cold, that's it. I'm not, like, deathly ill. I'm not planning on committing suicide. Um, You know, I I, I use that, please don't Hillary, please don't kill me Hillary hashtag and stuff like that a lot because I I really mean it, you know. So by, by reading this and stuff, I'm 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 passing it along, you know, because I actually really believe it. So you know, um, I I hope uh, this doesn't get her killed. I really don't, and I'm not saying that as a joke because I do joke around a lot about stuff like this. Um, but you know how tight uh, Obama is with Clinton, and and people dig shit up like this with Clinton, and they wind up dead. Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard told CNN that, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> told CNN that she has had that she has proof that Obama administration was funding ISIS and Al Qaeda. Congressman, Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard went to Syria on a secret fact-finding mission to wade through the lies and propaganda and find out what is really happening on the ground. Immediately on her return to CNN or on her return CNN booked her for an exclusive interview and Gobard <laughs> told them <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> And Gabbard told them exactly what they didn't want to hear. She has proof the Obama administration was funding ISIS and Qaeda. Explaining to Jake Tapper show that she met people from all walks of life in Aleppo and Damascus, Gabbard said... Syrians expressed happiness and joy at seeing an American walking their streets. But they also wanted to know why is it that the United States, its allies, and other countries are providing support, are providing arms to terrorist groups like al-Nasra, al-Qaeda, and ISIS, who are on the ground here raping Kidnapping, torturing, and killing the Syrian people. They asked me, why is the United States supporting these terrorist groups who are destroying Syria when it was Al-Qaeda who attacked the United States on 9-11, not Syria? I didn't have an answer for that. That was more than Jake Tapper, who was hostile from the beginning of the interview, could handle. His face screwed up and he lashed out saying, Obviously, the United States government denies providing any sort of help to the terrorist groups you are talking about. They say that providing help from, for rebel groups, if that was supposedly supposed to taper or if that was supposed to be tapped, I'm sorry about that. I, I have really hard tr- tub, trouble doing um, impressions of ass so I I messed up a little bit there. That was my impression of Ass um, Ass being uh, uh, Jake Tapper. um, I can probably do a better impression of of Tulsi. And that was supposed to be uh, Tapper's knockout blow. Gabbard saw it coming a mile away. Without missing a beat, she calmly deconstructed his ideological and savagely wrong talking points. The reality is, Jake, I'm glad you brought up that point. Every place that I went, every person that I spoke to, I asked this question to them. And without hesitation, they said, there are no moderate rebels. Who are these moderate rebels that people keep speaking of? Regardless of the name of these groups, the strongest fighting forces on the ground in Syria is al-Nursa, were al-Qaeda, and ISIS. That is a fact. There are a number of different other groups. All of them are fighting alongside, with, or under the command of the strongest group on the ground that is trying to overthrow Assad. Brave Tulsi Gabbard completely deconstructed the false narrative sold by the, the the Muslim Brotherhood, Obama administration, John McCain, Adam Kinzinger, and Evan McCullen, all of whom supported the various terrorist factions within Syria and set the record straight. There are no moderate rebels in Syria. Moderate rebels is an Obama-era propaganda myth. The opposition to Assad is led by ISIS and al-Qaeda, and they are raping, kidnapping, and murdering Syrian women, men, and children. And any smaller rebel groups are fighting against Assad are fighting in coalition with ISIS and Al-Qaeda. These are the groups Obama administration was funding and supporting. Now, that's, um... There's, uh, uh... Seems to be a YouTube video for that, but um, I don't like um playing them while I'm uh, like on my phone. It it's just it doesn't work out right. Uh, but you know that's quite uh quite hard to handle. Um, like I said, I got a lot of for Tulsi, you know, standing up and walking out like that with with Bernie. Um, That took a lot. You know, a lot of the Dems crapped on her and they still are. And she's still walking tall. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of people don't like Democrats out there. And uh, there's a lot of good reason not to. But they're still grouping them because there are a few good ones left, you know. Um, My preference right now is the Green Party. Um, They uh, have what I like and what I want. Um, Like I say, I describe myself as an independent progressive. Um, I don't like this left or right bullshit. Um, I don't say I'm center either. I'm progressive, which means I'm forward, Uh, left and right. I've said it before. I'll say it again. That was for my grandparents. Um, I no longer have living grandparents. Um, I don't believe in those type of politics. We don't need them anymore. Extreme right, extreme left is dreamily not forward still. I don't care what you say, right or left. To me, you can say you're progressive. You're not. You're just stepping to the side of each other. That is it. You want to truly be progressive, please let go of going to the left and the right. Please do not try to explain to me the difference in right and left politics. I will go to sleep. I will ignore you. I will do the childish blah, 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 blah. I really, really will. I do not want to hear it. I have heard it over and over and over from way too many people. And I do not want to hear it anymore. I do not like it. I do not care for it. That is not me. I'm moving forward. That is what you should be. Yes, a lot of the policies that the people on the left believe in are a lot of what I believe in, much more so than on the right. But you guys both on the right and the left got to get over that. If it's to work, if we're going to make this world better, excuse me, you got to move forward. Now, I'm hoping that uh, that that Tulsi is going to be going back there. Um, that would be uh, that would be good and find out more of this. <clears throat> um, you're with Chad Cushman, um, Real Talk on the Green Party Radio Network on LogTalkRadio.com if you'd like to call and join in two one five three eight three five seven nine six the next article I have to read um, it's uh from m s n news uh crisis deepens in as Trump floats twenty percent tax on Mexico goods to pay for the wall <laughs> I thought this was kind of interesting uh this is just uh, a couple hours old, it seems. Um, yeah, it is just a couple hours old. Um, I actually clicked on this on accident um, when I was, uh, excuse me, trying to get something else and saw the headline and went, "Huh? Wait," because I just, I had just, I had just, um, I had just uh, read the thing about how he was you know, uh or it was just uh looking over some stuff on how he, he says that he doesn't want to uh uh go to the meeting for NAFTA um or threaten not to go to the meeting for NAFTA if if Mexico doesn't pay for the wall. And then I guess this is was happened immediately after maybe right before. But I, I got a wicked kick out of the out of the um title, um, just, you know, with, okay, now now everybody, you know, you, you judge a book by its title, and a lot of people, we, we see stuff on Facebook, and we see these things, and, and immediately, we, we either, we, you know, one of the uh, reactions or whatever, a comment without reading the actual article or anything, and um, looking at this, uh, my first reaction is is, oh my God, everything from Mexico, the prices are going to skyrocket. That's what that says to me. Products from Mexico are going to skyrocket. So let's see what this says. Oh, there's a video to this, too. Philadelphia, Mexico City. January 26, Reuters. U.S. President Donald Trump could pay for a wall on the southern border Mexico with a new 20% tax on goods from Mexico, the White House said on Thursday. Deepening a crisis after plans for a summit with the Mexican president fell apart. Yeah, it must have been right after. Trump wants the measure to be part of the, border, the broader tax overhaul package that the U.S. Congress is contemplating. White House spokesman Sean Spicer told reporters on Thursday. It was not immediately clear how the tax would work. Parts of the proposal that Spicer described resembled an existing idea known as a border adjustment tax being considered by the Republican-led U.S. House representatives. Spicer said, we have a new tax at 50 billion dollars at 20 percent of imports which is by the way a practice that 160 other countries do right now of course he has to throw that in you know you've got to make sure that these things that when when because we're always saying oh well this country does this like you know the the, the education and medicine and stuff how we throw in about how other countries do this and solar and stuff we throw in about this and 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 it so they throw in about this, so you know, <laughs> oh my God <clears throat> our country's policy is to tax exports and let imports flow freely, and which is ridiculous, but by doing it but by doing it that way, we can do. Ten billion a year, and easily pay for the wall just through that mechanism alone. Spicer told reports reports reporters traveling Philadelphia nice picture with his hair all blown around too. He does good pictures with his hair all blown around. Oh, wait, it's not windy. nobody else's hair is blowing around um. I keep forgetting that's his natural state. <sighs> the White House later on Thursday said it was not endorsing the border adjustment tax. No further details were available. News of the tax proposal widens a rift with Mexico, which earlier on Thursday scrapped a planned summit between President Enrique Pino Niete. How do you say that? Nito? Enrique Pino Nieto. And Trump, over the Republicans' demands that Mexico pay for the border wall to stem illegal immigration. Pena Nito wrote on Twitter that he was pulling out of the plan meeting with Trump in Washington next week. He was responding to an earlier tweet from Trump who said it would be better for the Mexican leader not to come if Mexico would not pay for the wall. Trump later presented, presented the scrapped plan as a mutual agreement. Addressing Republican Congress, addressing Republican members of Congress at at a meeting in Philadelphia, he said he and Pena agreed to cancel the meeting, adding, it would be fruitless if Mexico did not treat the United States fairly. What? I'm going to read that again. Adding, it would be fruitless if Mexico did not treat the United States fairly. Hey, Mexico, it's not fair that you won't pay for this wall we want. (sighs) This sounds like our president's a crybaby. Really, that's like throwing a tantrum, Trump. Grow up. That's seriously something my child would, like, threaten. Okay? No, my child wouldn't. My child is better than that. I can see him stamping his foot. That's not fair. You sound like Hillary Clinton, Trump. It's not fair. I've said many times that the American people will not pay for the wall, Trump told the gathering. Unless Mexico is going to treat the United States fairly with respect, such as a meeting, would be fruitless, and I want to go to a different route. How about we get lots and lots of boxes of Legos, okay? We can either build a wall with them, or we can spread them all over the countryside over there. You ever stepped on a Lego? That'll be a deterrent, okay? (coughs) Okay. and he got this big colorful wall, they'll come up and they'll go, that's the wall, and they'll laugh, and they'll turn around. They'll just be like, they don't even want... They'll think of breaking into, like... uh, Where are Legos made? Trump views the wall, a major promise, during his election campaign, as part of a package of measures to curb illegal immigration.
1: Mexico has
0: long insisted it will not heed Trump's demands to pay for the construction project. Trump, who took office last week, signed an executive order for construction of the wall on Wednesday, just as, Mex- as a Mexican delegation led by Foreign Minister Luis Vidar Vida... Vida arrived at the White House for talks with Trump aides aimed at healing ties. The timing of that and Trump's registered, uh, reiterated call for Mexico to foot the bill caused outrage in Mexico with prominent politicians and many on social media seeing at, seeing at it act as a deliberate snub to the government's efforts to engage with Trump who has for months used Mexico as a political punching bag. Under pressure Penanito was under pressure to cancel the summit. We have formed, informed the White House that I will not attend the working meeting planned for next Tuesday. With that, POTUS, he tweeted on Thursday Mexico reiterates its willingness to work with the United States to reach agreements that favor both nations. Relations have been frayed since Trump launched his campaign in 2015 characterizing Mexican immigrants as murderers and rapists. Trump has vowed to renegotiate the North American Free Trade Agreement and slap high tariffs on trade American companies that have moved jobs south of the border. Mexico ships 80% of its exports to the United States and around half of Mexico's foreign direct investment has come from its northern neighbor. Over the last two decades, the U.S. has a $60 billion trade deficit with Mexico. It has been a one-sided trade, or one-sided deal, from the beginning of NAFTA, with massive numbers. The jobs and companies lost. Or oh, yeah, sorry with massive numbers of jobs and companies lost. If Mexico is unwilling to pay for the badly needed wall, then it would be better to cancel the upcoming meeting, Trump said in his tweet before the planned Pananito talks were scrapped. (laughs) The United States runs a $58.8 billion trade deficit with Mexico, according to the latest U.S. government figures. But Mexico is also the United States' largest export market. Former Foreign Minister George Castaneda said the Mexican government should have canceled the summit earlier this week when it became clear that Trump was going ahead with the measures to build the wall and clamp down on immigration. There's an atmosphere of crisis in the United States and it's going to last a long time. We're going to have to get used to living like this, he said on Mexican radio. This is pretty sick, actually. I mean, he's really, really talking about You know, completely and utterly destroying foreign relations with Mexico. And building a wall. A wall that's... Well, already a lot of it there. So... And not working. But... I mean, it's just, um, this is really what America has come to. This is what our children are going to grow up into. We really, really are raising our children in this. We really elected the second bad actor that's going to just, you know, I don't even know what to, to do with that. <clears throat> I got another one from, uh, a good one, and I, I don't usually like, uh, stuff from New York Times, because they're, uh, MSM, and, I mean, uh, MSM, and, uh, you know, but, uh, this kind of, well, I don't know if you want to call it funny article, but, uh, this guy's a douche. Um, it's just another thing showing you um, what's going on with our country. This is another person that, this is Trump's strategist, Steve Bannon. Okay, this is the New York Times. Trump's strategist, strategist Steve Bannon, says media should keep its mouth shut. Now, I look at that that headline, and in many ways, I agree. Um, I'm sick of the bullshit, propaganda, lying, crap, fake news, alternative facts, whatever the hell you want to call it. The sheeple, lobotomizing bullshit that they put out on us. I'm sick of it. So, yeah, I really think a lot of the media should keep their mouth shut. But mm, how this guy puts it, um... Mm. This is not really the guy that should be talking, really. Washington. Stephen K. Bannon. President Trump's chief White House strategist lanced into the American press during an interview on Wednesday evening, arguing that news organizations have been humiliated by an election outcome few anticipated and repeatedly describing the media as the opposition party of the current administration. The media should be embarrassed and humiliated and keep its mouth shut and just listen for a while. So, of course, they immediately, in the title, spun it and cut it down. So, you know, he didn't say, he didn't just tell the media to shut up. He told them, you know, shut up and listen for a while. So, you know, of course, in the New York Times, they had to, you know it's all in the wording they had to take it out of text that's how it is so for one it wasn't even it was taken out of text (laughs) and Bannon said that during a telephone call oh but he said I want you to quote this Mr. Bannon added the media here is the opposition party. They don't understand this country. They still do not understand why Donald Trump is the President of the United States. Well, honestly, I do gotta agree with that. They do not seem to understand why Donald Trump is the President of the United States. Okay? Because people like CNN and stuff like that. They try to promote that it's because of the Russians or it's because of the Green Party voters or the Bernie voters or it's because of anybody else except for who it actually is. It's because of Hillary Clinton, the DNC and their voters and because of their promoters, which are the members of the MSM that were just promoting them like CNN and such. Okay, so, no, they don't. I, I, he, he does have a point here. They do not still understand why Donald Trump is president of the United States. He's president of the United States because we had a rigged election. Not necessarily rigged for him. I mean, probably partially. The Republicans have been known to do it before. But because it was rigged against Bernie Sanders. And every other person running in a third party or anything else. You know? So, uh... Media doesn't seem to understand that you can lie and lie and lie, but it won't make it the truth. There's just going to be enough people that you're not going to be able to convince. And eventually, you know, people are going to see you're lying, other people, and we're going to get to them go on with this article. The scaling assessment delivered by one of Mr. Trump's most trusted influential advisors in the first days of his presidency comes at a moment of high tension between the news media and the administration with skirmishes over the size of Mr. Trump's inaugural crowd and the president's false claims that millions of illegal votes by undocumented immigrants swayed the popular vote against him. Mr. Bannon, who rarely grants interviews to journalists outside the Bart News, the per- per- provocative right-wing website that he ran until last August. Oh, wait. Mr. Bannon was in the media himself. Oh, so he knows all about that fake propaganda bullshit, doesn't he? Yeah. <sighs> well, was echoing comments by Mr. Per- Trump this weekend when the president said he was in a running war with the media and called journalists among the most dishonest people on earth. But 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 Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, that includes Mr. Bannon. <sighs> During a call to discuss Sean M. Spicer, the president's press secretary, Mr. Bannon ratcheted up the criticism, offering a broad indictment indi- indi- of the news media as biased against Doctor or Mr. Trump and out of touch with the American public. That's an argument familiar to readers of the B- Bret Bar and followers of Trump-friendly personalities like Sean Hannity. The elite media got it dead wrong, 100% dead wrong, Mr. Bannon said, of the election, calling it a humiliating defeat that they will never wash away, that will always be there. The mainstream media has not fired or terminated anyone associated with following our campaign, Mr. Bannon said. Look at the Twitter feeds of those people. They were outright activists of the Clinton campaign. He did not name specific reporters or editors. <laughs> I gotta laugh at that. But they uh, was looking at if there was people to look at. He was looking at them. You know that. That's why you have no power, Mister Bannon added. You were humiliated. Of all of Trump's advisors in the White House, Mr. Bannon is the one tasked with implementing the nationalist vision that Mr. Trump channeled during the later months of the campaign, one that stemmed from Mr. Bannon himself. In many ways, Mr. Trump's first week has put into ac- action that vision. From the description of American carnage, Mr. Trump laid out his inauguration speech— to a series of executive actions outlining policy in, on trade agreements, immigration, the building of a border wall, and the demands that Mexico pay for it. He is one of the strongest forces in a White, in a white House with comp- competing power centers, a solid manipulator of the press, and a proud provog- pro- yeah, provocateur. provocateur. Mr. Bannon was among the few advisors in Trump's circle who was said to have urged on Mr. Mr. Spicer's confrontational emotional statement to a shocked White House briefing room on Saturday when the White House disputed press reports on the inauguration crowd size. He mostly shares... Mr. Trump's view that the news media has misunderstood the movement that the president rode into office. On the telephone, Mr. Bannon spoke in blunt but calm tones, prepared with a dose of profanities and humorously, humorously referred to himself at one point as Darth Vader. He said with ironic relish that Mr. Trump was elected by a surge of support from the working class hobbits and deplorables. The conversation was initiated by Mr. Bannon to offer praise for Mr. Spicer, who has been criticized this week for making false claims at the White House podium about the attendance of Mr. Trump's inaugural crowd for calling reporters dishonored Dishonest and lecturing them about what stories to write and for failing to disavow Mr. Trump's lie about widespread voter fraud in the election. Okay. Election fraud, not voter fraud. Voter fraud would be the voters doing the fraud. The voters were the ones got broaded is that how you say it okay that's called election fraud okay New York Times get it right I'm not trying to be a grammar Nazi but if this was print after the show I would go and poop and wipe my butt with you Directly, that specific part. Maybe I could print this out. Okay. Where were we? Asked if he was concerned that Mr. Spicer had lost credibility with the news media. Mr. Bannon charneled. Are you kidding me? He said. We think that's a badge of honor. Questioning his integrity? Are you kidding me? The media has zero integrity, zero intelligence, and no hard work. Uh, Remember, Mr. Bannon, you were part of the uh, media. So, okay. You're the opposition party, Mr. Bannon said. Not the Democratic Party. You're the opposition party. The media is the opposition party. So does that make you a trader? Uh how does that work? Um traders are not usually good. I don't know. How how would it work? Mr. Bannon mostly referred to the light or mainstream media, but he cited the New York Times and the Washington Post by name. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, I gotta give him credit there. I would have too. Uh The paper of record for our beloved republic, the New York Times, should be absolutely ashamed and humiliated. Mr. Bannon said, they got it 100% wrong. He added that he has been a reader of the Times for most of his adult adult life. (laughs) Well, um, New York Times, I will have to say, that is... um, well, is one of the better articles that I have read that you have put out in a long time. Mostly because I got to read that you were insulted at the end of it. Um, uh, partially because uh, I, I know that the article was mostly aimed at insulting you all the way through it. Uh, partially because I could see the propaganda on it, you know, but, um, the thing is, the guy's right, but he's wrong about how he's right. (coughs) You know, he's right that our MSM is against the people and puts out bullshit and stuff, but he's just as bad, you know, um, I, I I did uh share this um in uh uh the earlier um in in one group in the uh Beyond the Burn group. Um and that was it, uh and it's and it has gotten some um a few likes and stuff on it, so uh that so I thought that was it was pretty cool. Um and I was hoping to to find it again. Um uh yeah, okay, I did find it. Um uh and only uh it's only got one uh one comment. Um uh the man does not understand the phrase freedom of the press. Um and then that got a reply to it, M- maybe freedom of the quacks. Uh but it's it's gotten a couple of uh likes already, but I, I posted it with um uh, with the comment, is the liar still a liar if the liar calls a liar a liar? Because he, he's talking out his ass um, even while he speaks the truth about things. You know, uh, he, being part of the media himself um like I said when with Tulsi when she came around she came around for good. This guy he didn't. You know, what he's changed, you know, he's he, he's left the media to be under with Trump or whatever, left his, his being in charge of that um that paper. Uh to uh and, and now he's slamming slamming them but he he was a big part of that. He's an ultra conservative rag, you know, so you know anything with ultra in front of it means propaganda um ultra is just shorter word okay when when you hear ultra it, it it's it, it's 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 for the people that um for for when you do something, you would call that ultra. other people call it propaganda. Okay, to you, it's ultra. Yes, ultra. But but to people that are smart and know better, it's propaganda. Um, Because, because you know, that's how it works. Like, you know, like we call them um, uh, neoconservatives and neoliberals and stuff like that. It's, you know, in neo-Nazis, it just means that that much more, worse, It, it that's that's how that works, at least that's how I have come to understand it um We got a little over a a, a minute left um I have uh going to enjoy my weekend with my son here uh enjoys the weekend <laughs> um I'm fearful for what going to happen for the next four years in our country um, you know I was sure that we could survive a Trump presidency but um, you know we can't survive a president that's going to uh, that's going to destroy the government and uh, signed to push let the, the pipeline in in. North Carolina go through. I mean all the hard work that's been going on this summer, and all this you know, and he's like, Yep, let's push it through. That's not going over well. All right, well, good night everyone. Have a good weekend. I hope uh I can be on Monday again and uh